I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. 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 Hey, cool moms. Hi, New York. Hey. Hi, I am Elise Peterson. I am the host and founder of Cool Moms Podcast and Platform. I am really excited to be back in New York City. It has been uh, a long time. It's been a really long time because I made the jump to LA like a lot of folks do. Uh, you mean I was just saying, I was the switch on a truth of starting this wave of going to LA. Thank you. Um, it was really hard. Uh, I moved to LA in 2019, right after my son Sergeant turned one, because it was January and it was cold and I was depressed and I had spent $600 in Seamless on one month. And I was like, you know, I could just maybe be broke in a different city that's warmer. So that's what I did. And fortunately, I'm not broke anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> we love that. And you know, what's funny is that I said that, you know, if I ever came back to New York, I would have to have money. Uh, I would have to have a car and I would have to have a man. And won't spirit do it. We came through with all three. Okay. <laughs> Love that for me. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I was kind of chatting with quite a few of you uh, as we were all shuffling in in this hot-ass New York weather about being back in New York. And I am officially back in New York. Actually, I have made the transition uh, about a month ago, very quietly. I'm, well, really, I'm living my best bi-coastal life. I still have my place in LA. I will be there in the winter. Don't check for me in January. I'm not answering my phone. Um, but I, as mentioned before, found love. And so I did the thing that people do. And I like made a sacrifice and came back to New York because my partner is very tethered to New York. And I was like, okay, well, you know. Um, as, as someone who used to date women, and if, if, if you know, you know, um, we're very much in a lesbian relationship. And <laughs> so we fell in love when we moved in in like a month. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we were friends and like kind of in each other's social orbit for many, many years. Um, I thought he was an asshole, and then he ended up not being one. So look at that. Uh, so yeah, now I'm in love. I moved to New York. I haven't released this episode, but I had started a new job, quit that job, found a new job, started yesterday here in the city. So it is a, a, a whirlwind, to say the least. And I'm driving. So I feel like a grown-up, essentially, is what I'm saying. I feel like a grown-up, and I live in Queens, Oh my God, I live in Queens. Who am I? Um, you know, I said when I moved back, I was like, I can't live in Bed-Stuy. I love y'all, but I did it and I did it for eight years. And I was like, if I come back, I don't want anyone in my business, even though I tell y'all on my business. And <laughs> I don't want to like go to the grocery store and see anyone. 
Um, I just want to be a regular person and enjoy life and be a mom and walk around in my slides and, you know, like get to know a new part of the city. So I've been like a tourist getting to know Queens, a place I never thought I would live and I'm actually loving it. It's like living in suburbia. Um, <laughs> and I'm working a job. So then that's cute too, because the pay is cute. So I'm really happy about that. But being back at Soho House, being here in New York and being able to like reconnect with people, connect with new people, see faces is just incredibly fulfilling. And it's such a testament to sticking it out, having faith in yourself. Um, so I'm very grateful. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, I also want to share that aside from getting a man and a job and a car and a place, I also got my period this morning, and I am so happy. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but every month, my PMS symptoms, I think that I'm pregnant because I'm reckless. And I'm just like, oh my God, not another baby, not now. And I was convinced this month. I was like, woke up every night at 2.45 in the morning and my breasts were swollen and hurting. I was like, that's it. I'm lactating. I just, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I keep uh, tests on deck, but I ran out and, and my man refused to buy one because he understands my crazy now. And he's like, girl, relax. You're not pregnant. Um, and I'm not. So I love that for me. Uh, <laughs> Um, I So that's my little like catch up on what's been going on in my life. There's so much more, but we'll get into that. I do want to take a quick walk down memory lane um, as we get ready to bring our guests to the stage. Uh, I don't know if she... I, I know she doesn't know because I didn't tell her. I, I have a very like vivid connection to when I was introduced to this guest. And it was at a South by Southwest... This is not a name drop, but this is just the story. We, <laughs> we, I was like the founding music editor of Saint Huron. We, it was an era, it was a moment, and we were at Kendrick Lamar's South by Southwest house with like, I don't know. I had fanned out for somebody, and I can't even. Oh, Schoolboy Q. Randomly, I got like weirdly nervous about talking to Schoolboy Q. No shade to him, but. Um, <laughs> and we played, so it was like them and their crew, us and our cute little crew, and we played uh, Lion Babe, Treat Me Like Fire, and we were on a deck out looking like a lake, and it was just the most magical daughters of the dust, we are those girls kind of moment, and so that is like such a special memory that I have and really makes me think of the prime of my youth and the height of you know everything that New York gave me, even though we were in Austin, so... I'm very, very, very excited to welcome to the stage singer, dancer, performer, overall talent, and artist, Jillian Hervey of Lion Babe. Ooh. Hi. I'm wonderful. Hi, everyone. Hey. <laughs> and they, and it's hot. Um, yes. So we have to start every episode with kind of the inaugural question, and we can take it a step further if it's like your thing. Okay. So the question is, what is your sign? What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. If you're into it, what are your big three? Okay. Um, 
my astrological sign. Are we Absolutely. Going there? Yeah. Okay. I'm a Gemini, um, but I'm a Leo rising, Ollie. <laughs> um, and I'm a Capricorn moon. So, are you the same? There we go. Mm. So, yeah, I just like, I've, I've always been very into my astrology just because my mom actually, when I was little, she's like, well, you're a Gemini, you're a Gemini, you're doing this because you're a Gemini. Really? My whole life. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I mean, I've pretty much called me out on everything. Like, you're a lefty, you're a Gemini. So these are all the reasons you do all these things. So I was always aware of just being like bubbly, talkative, communicative, um, imaginative, social person. So, um, and then my partner Lucas is a Leo, and he's like all Leo. Mm. Which I, growing up, I really didn't know many Leos um, at all, really, except my mom's uh, step husband. That was the only person I knew who was a Leo. So I didn't really know much about Leos, and I didn't really realize I was a Leo rising until I got more in depth into what it all was. Um, but it did uh, mean a lot to me when we first actually named our band Lion Babe because at the time, you know, when you first meet someone, you're like talking and then the inevitable comes up and you're like, what is your sign? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he was like, I don't do this. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love lions too. Like at the time I was very, um, I was actually very inspired by the animal a lion, like it, it just, I went on a safari in South Africa when I was young and I just, that specific animal, like it just went through me. I don't know. And I was like, I'm carrying this vibe with me forever. Um, so that's why I synced with lions. And then when he was a Leo, it kind of just made sense to incorporate that into our name. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel that I am two things. And now being a mom, it's become much more of a real duality um, that I'm still dealing with, which is in a, in a positive way, but just yeah. a real way. Um, and then, yeah, my, my Leoness is still here. I, it's, I'm, I'm literally never out of the house. So it's like when I come out, I'm Yay. like, wow, like I'm back, I'm doing stuff. So um it, you know, I think that I embody that when I'm just out. Um, and then Capricorn just keeps me like just together. Together, yeah, really. Because if, <laughs> if if I wasn't that, I think everything would be a lot crazier. It it, it makes me um, just grounded, and I'm very just focused on the reality of what I'm dealing with instead of the fluff. But obviously that took time to yeah. go there. So yeah. um, what do you mean by big three? Those are the big three. Oh. You're, you're oh. rising. Oh, you did it. Okay. Yeah, you did it. You're <laughs> rising, like, your moon, like big and three. your sun. Yeah, those are me. That's Yeah, me. you know, <laughs> I relate as a, as a Scorpio. Okay. Aries moon. What am I? Gemini rising. Yes. It's a lot. Right. Yes. It's a lot going on all in here. Yes. And so I had to birth the Capricorn to yes. like ground me and keep me there we go. Together. And then I found a Leo man. And you know, <sighs> my baby is a Capricorn too. So there we go. When's your baby's birthday? <laughs> December twenty eighth. That's right. Yeah. yeah Sergeant was due the twenty ninth, but Oh my God. In true Capricorn fashion, he said on my time and he right. came January fifteenth. 
Um, so then there was that. Yes. Um, yeah, Leo men are interesting. They're a trip. They are yeah. special. They're so special. They're so special. <laughs> I'm so glad he's not here. I'm going to talk so much shit about him. <laughs> Love him to death, though. I think, you know, what makes them really interesting is how vivacious and personable and talented and how dynamic they are. Truly. Uh, but then, like, behind closed doors, they, like, just need you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, passionate, hardworking. Yes. Yes. Dramatic as fuck. Ooh. Um, I think that's the main thing. Yeah, it's not. You boring. don't really see out there, but it's like always brewing. But, but honestly, like, I think if he was not in my life in that way, you guys would never hear any music. You know what I mean? Because I'm mm. like. I'll write something, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, and he's the one who like pushes it through. So yeah, I'm very thankful for that. I love that. Yeah. I relate to that. Yeah, I, I was on vacation recently. Um, and oh, I saw. <laughs> it was cute. It was real cute. <laughs> I was like at home, like, oh my god. <laughs> That's how I felt when I was there. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. We, we went to Greece as a family vacation, um, but he's insane. So he worked the whole time. Yes. Yes, but it was really nice and it was motivating because I wouldn't have been able to like get this event together had I not put forth the effort right. to just keep going. So I'm constantly inspired, constantly motivated. So I do, you know, that's something I value in a partner. So I get yes. it. Um, I also come from a Gemini mother and that's a conversation for another time. Um, <laughs> did someone say same? Bless you. Ah. Bless you. I mean, you know, they're... They're special. I love them. Love, love her. Love her. Love my mother. Um, however, you know, a lot of the kind of inception of cool moms outside of me kind of fearing, fearing losing my identity mm -hmm. was also, in retrospect, watching my mother and so many women within my family um, make so many sacrifices for motherhood and not live in their passion. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was incredibly important that, like, my number one... Uh, goal in motherhood was to stay true to myself and to lead by example. Mm -hmm. And so coming from such a dynamic mother, was it important? Was that something that you considered in terms of staying true to your passions and like watching her? Or were you very much about kind of finding your own path um, and having no expectations in motherhood? Um, I mean, she unintentionally has always... Never, I think I used, when I was younger, it was a shadow and now it's a light, like it's a lighthouse. And I think with my career and everything, the day I chose to look at it as you can just continue this legacy in your own way. You can, you're from this and you're not that, but you're whatever you want to be. And that, that's all valid and you don't have to follow that one way. Right. Um, freed me up. So I think I just have always had that same philosophy with her. But I do think when I just started to, you know, when I was closer to delivering and just thinking about everything, I was like, how did you do this? Like, first of all, I mean, I'm in my 30s. She had me when she was 25 and, you know, was still, at, she was just like just doing absolutely everything the most, like movies and records and traveling and and then she had my older sister too. So I just think of more than one kid and then you have this entire career and you're really providing for the entire family and all of this. I just, 
I still can't really wrap my head around it. And of course I aspire to be that for my family because I just, I'm like, okay, well it's not, I'm not counting myself out that I can't do that. But I do find myself trying to just be present in the now and like be thankful that, you know, a lot of times, obviously she was there, but I think she knows she's told me, you know, when she, when I was like five months, she had to go on like a press run in Japan and like leave me. And she was just like devastated, you know, and I, I couldn't even imagine doing that at the time. Like he just turned eight months like yesterday or two days ago. So I'm still just really in that initial bonding period. So to just imagine having to leave that is just so like, I have so much respect for her, but I also, it's just like so heartbreaking to think of that she had to make that choice. And like you said, those sacrifices. Um, But yeah, so I I definitely want to, at the same time, I got to travel the world. Like I went everywhere when I was two years old and I saw all sorts of things and it really shaped the person who I am today. I think just having that um, open canvas of just ideas and colors and you know it really just made me feel like anything was possible even though we grew up in a pretty predominantly white town like I always knew what was out there in the world so I definitely want that for my child because I think obviously he lives in the city he's a city kid and same with Lucas he's definitely he's a city kid so he's not going anywhere and Sometimes I'm like, oh, the city, like that's where we're going to raise this kid. Right. <laughs> but right. it also, it's great to know that, yes, I can go on a stroller walk and he can experience a bunch of different things all at once. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's still something I'm definitely grappling with and, and it makes me hungry to want to have as many opportunities. And even honestly, like to be frank, I think about it all the time, I'm like, should I be like going solo also? You know, like, should I be doing more? Like, is there a way to like do more? And, and, but then I'm also like, okay, you have to like eat today and you totally. have to feed the and baby. Have grace. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's still a whole conversation in my head. But I, it, if anything, it's just given me even more respect for my mom and, Um, but it also, I feel like she could never not do it. So I think that's the same thing. We have that inner drive or just like, you just have to do it. So I'm like, I have to create something. So I know I will. And, and I feel the same way that I want to, I want to be that example that he can do that for him, whatever that looks like. doesn't have to be entertainment at all, but you know, um, I just want to be, Productive, and I want him to see me being creative and seeing me in the world making something of it. Yes, you know, I that resonates so much, and I, I would love to kind of circle back on this idea of um, transitioning from feeling like in the shadow to uh, the, your mother being a light. If if you don't know, um, Jillian comes from the incomparable Vanessa Williams, and yes, and so. <laughs> Was motherhood kind of that beacon to make that transition from shadow to light? Or, you know, what was that transition like? Um, I think that transition was when I went to college because at the time she went to Syracuse. That's when she, like, left and won Miss America and all that. And she was... She's very intense sometimes. She's a Pisces. And she was like, well... 
I want you to go to Syracuse. And at the time <laughs> I was like much more just like, I mean, I'm, I am a people pleaser, but I think I was more like, I want to please my mom. You know what I mean? You just, you want to make them happy. And I also, Gemini, indecisive. So I was like, I don't know where I want to go yet. Like I'm not there. And so I went for like one semester and I went, I was like, you know, I went into the musical theater program, which like, I'm not really a musical theater girl. Like I love dancing and I love performing and I will definitely probably hopefully be on Broadway one day, but like, it just isn't my like wheelhouse all the time. Yeah. So I found myself there and I was just like, what am I doing here? You know, it's specific. (laughs) It's very specific. (laughs) And I I just felt that I'm like, I totally made this choice to make her happy and this is not what I wanted to do. And I know I want to be in either New York or LA and I want to be dancing and I want to be like doing performance art and being weird like I am. Mm -hmm. So I was there for a semester and like that, uh, as soon as I made that decision, I like, it took me actually going there and realizing Stop trying to like follow her path. Like there's no reason to do that. You don't want to do that one. And she might, she's just trying to like help you, but it's not what you actually want to do. You know? So after that, I just like, I'm like, mom, I'm leaving. I'm going to the new school. Then I didn't tell her anything. And then like literally Tree Me Like Fire came out. I'm like, I did a song. Like you can listen to it if you want wow. to. So, so wait, she had no idea. My whole family, I didn't tell anyone anything. And that was also like a, a conscious decision because I, you know, I just think I was so um, influenced by their opinions and I wanted I wanted to make them proud and everything. But I was like, the only way I'm going to do this is if I don't tell anyone anything. So same thing with the pregnancy. I was, I like, was going <laughs> to say, this is a theme. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's this a is theme a theme. with me. I don't know. It's just like, I think I'm just, I just have to make a decision. When it's like a big decision, I have to just commit to it on my own. And then like when I'm ready to share it with the world, I will. And I've always been that way. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think it's because I'm so out with everything else that when it comes to those really big moments for me, I'm like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I also (laughs) didn't even realize that it wasn't such a public facing thing that you and Lucas are a couple Oh, yeah, it wasn't at all. I mean, I was like, well, duh. I mean, I would think. Look at the chemistry. (laughs) I hope so. Um, But, you know, I realized in, like, reading the comments and, you know, that people didn't know until you announced your pregnancy. What was that kind of decision process like to pivot from being really private about your personal life to sharing? Um... It still was something that I was like, I don't really want to do this, but it's inevitable. It's like we're having a freaking baby together. So like I have to say something at this point. Like I think for me, I don't know. I see he's, yeah, he's like, he's my love and all this, but I I don't even talk to him like that. I don't know. He's like my, it's not, that would be weird if he was my brother, but he's like literally like my best homie, like we do everything. He's just like life partner down. Like that's who he is. So to just define him as like a rom, he, I don't know. We like passed the romantic thing like in 2012 and now we're just like, you know, just like a, a unit, you know? So I think at this point I was just like, okay, this is, it's time to, to share that. And I honestly think that being a product of a divorced parent dynamic. My mom and dad were working together mm. and married. My dad was my mom's manager. She like, you know, and then 
on his end, his mom and dad work together. They're both, his mom's a fashion designer. His dad's, um, owns a, a fashion store. So they basically are a group, but they have like their own roles. Whereas I think my dad being this manager archetype for my mom became more problematic at the time. Mm. And, you know, there's still love there, but um, I think that always scared me of like committing to someone who right. was that someone. So I th- he's known that from the beginning, like even when he was trying to like court me, like I'm like, I don't want any of this, you know? And then, so he didn't do any of that. So I think I never even- Gemini. Exactly. I don't, I don't <laughs> want this commitment. Just stay around and yeah, so wear me down. Yeah, so just stay around for 10 years. And <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can have a kid. <laughs> so that that's really how I am. And But honestly, like, I think it's, it's, it's great because he can, he really lets me be myself. Like, I think that's the main thing that- has kept this going is I'm, you know, men can be possessive and they can also be like, they don't want you to do certain things or, you totally. know. So I think from day one, if I'm like, oh, we're playing this show, like, I think I'm going to wear a thong leotard and high boots and <laughs> like literally like, and he's just like, oh, dope. Like and he's so, I mean, he's probably super high anyway or whatever, but, <laughs> but he was just so nonchalant about it. Whereas like, I remember my high school boyfriend was like, why are you wearing red lipstick today? Like, what are you trying to do? You know, so I'm just like, that's been a very freeing thing. Like, Mm. he really wants me to be my best self, you know. And that is still, to this day, like, whatever that looks like for us, like, that's what that is. And and I'm not, we're not in, like, an open relationship or anything like that. But, like, I wouldn't discount that at all. You know what I mean? We're just, like... We're just... Everything is a conversation. We're just a unit and yeah. it's like something has to happen. We just are like, all right. You know, I like, I just want him to be good. He just wants me to be good. So it's, it's, it's healthy. I was going to say that feels so healthy. <laughs> it's good. It's we good. need to hear that. <laughs> it's good. There's so much toxicity uh, rampant in relationships <laughs> in 2022 and beyond. Um, it's really nice and refreshing to hear because that's, to me, that's the ideal partnership mm-hmm. is giving space for each other to be their, your true self right. and to continue to evolve. And right. I think that has been um, such a learning curve for me. As someone who just had an info session with a couples therapist today. How was that? <laughs> you know, um, we both are really open. Love, we love therapy, okay, first of all. We're, we're those kinds of people. Um, and we both really believe in each other and want things to work and understand that, like, moving in together, moving across the country, starting a new job, he's opening a store downtown. That's a lot, That's a lot of shit in, like, five months. Right. Um, so we're like, yeah, let's get a therapist. But then we get on the phone. She's so cute, love that, but she looks younger than me. Mm. And I was just like... <laughs> What do you know? Right. <laughs> what do you know about couples therapy? So, you know, I I was really hoping to like log on and like see an auntie and feel right, safe. Right, right. <laughs> and be like, tell me everything. Teach us the ways. So we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna do a trial run on Friday. Yeah. Um I'll keep y'all posted, I'm sure. As, as much, he's gonna be like, shut up. <laughs> but as much as we can, I'm curious as to, you know, what and to that point, I have found, and if y'all don't already know, one of the keys um, 
in any sort of success, whether it's success in love, success in business and pursuing passions is really like the people you keep around you. Mm. And my friends and his friends and our individual support systems have really kept us together in the moments where I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know he was this crazy or oh my God, I didn't know she was so insane and thought she was <laughs> pregnant every month. And you know, just like <laughs> the quirks. Right. Um, and so I would love to kind of know what does that support system look like for you in in all aspects, in business, in love, and then in motherhood? Um, we are like a very small unit. Um, I wouldn't say that's my choice per se, but it just is what it is. We started, you know, like when Tree My Fire came out and it was kind of like crazy when we were getting hit up by labels and management companies and we went through that whole run of just like meeting a bunch of people and kind of trying to find our tribe um and we've had the same manager now for a minute and he's great and he's like just like this little little rat from yonkers and like goes out there <laughs> and gets a rat. Us. he's he calls himself a rat I don't okay, call him okay. that. it's not even my thing it's his thing but he's like you know like just this like he started sobs and he's just like lover of music and um, like I just make fun of him all the time, but he's like the best and, and passionate about us. And, um, you know, and then we had Jeffrey, my friend, Jeffrey Williams, who's creative partner and, um, stylist. And even us now we're like all, everyone's doing their own thing. And, um, but he's just like this fairy of love and grace and, Definitely was my like wingman in all of this if we're touring and stuff because you know I'm most likely nine times out of ten if I'm in a situation if I'm gigging with a band it's all dudes like everyone is guys so I even though Jeffrey is like a man like he is just beyond being a man and he was just always very um, intuitive and just someone I could really tap into for and he could always just sense how I was feeling with things so that's been he was kind of my anchor and then you know Leroy was like for both of us and and it was really the four of us for a long time um and then 2020 hit and we've kind of like and then I got pregnant and all this stuff so we're kind of like adjusting you know what all that looks like and um so it always starts with Lucas and I, I, I don't know, that's just like always what it's been. And now even more, my friends all moved to LA too. Um, so it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't feel that I have many people here, physically here. My family's here, like my dad's in Harlem and I see him all the time. And um, my mom is, she's here, but she's all over the place. And then... You know, my siblings are in L.A. So everyone's not here. <laughs> and then my, yeah. my Lucas, his family's all here. So they're like the New Yorkers that will never leave, you know. So I see them all the time. New Yorkers are like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they love Y'all don't leave. Oh, y'all don't leave. <laughs> they don't. Even <laughs> if, like, we're, you know, we went to the Hamptons and they're, like, itching to get back. I'm like, what are you itching? Like. <laughs> I don't miss anything right now. Like, I don't miss any rats. I don't miss any whatever. So, um, but that's fine. I mean, I, I love New York. I think I've also just been here for so long, like since new school, I've been here. And yeah. I don't know if I ever thought I was going to be here for as long as I am, but I also 
because of that, I feel like I got to like hold it down. Like, cause all, even musicians, like everyone I'll, you know, hit up someone and like, I'm in LA now. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I got to still wave the flag for New York. And, but now it's like maybe coming, coming back, you know, like yeah. it, it is coming back. So I feel some, I just feel some inevitable tie that I have to be here. Um, and yeah, hopefully my people return to me. That's the, that's the hope <laughs> that they'll come back. I feel you. I feel you. And and coming back because again, I, I love New York. I love LA. It was such an ease. Um, oh, I'm sure. And lifestyle. Um, but coming back now, I literally had a breakdown like early last week at the end of last week and I realized I was picking a fight and I didn't know why and I was like drumming up stuff and he was just like that doesn't even make any sense and I was like yeah you're right um and so we had to do the mature thing and really like talk it out and I realized that I just started crying and I was like I really miss my friends and I have people here that I know I have like community in a sense here but my people my come over real quick or let me call you at 1 a.m. or let's have drinks at my house or like come meet me at Irwan and like let's have lunch. Like those people who hold me down, they all move to L.A. And so I realized that in moving back to New York and being in Queens, um, which you have to, where we live, you have to drive. Like you, right. yeah, yeah. That so much of my life had at this moment very much looked like a reflection of his world. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me because I was like, I love this person. I came here understanding that, but it's different in thought than in actual practice. And I was like, I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was becoming a little resentful because he was like, yeah, I'm going to meet so-and-so for coffee. And I'm like, I don't even like him. (laughs) Petty. Petty. Um, But true. I was like, why do you meet him for coffee? Um, just hang out with me. Um, and I was like, oh my God, he's your only friend. <laughs> and I had to really humble myself and be able to communicate and like tap into that. Um, but in the same breath, and I, you know, I think this is one being a child that moved around a lot growing up. And so I I'm, know how to make adjustments. Uh, maybe it's my Gemini rising. I'm like, yes, new, new friends, new people. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm here for it. You know, I also told myself I really wanted to be, um, I guess, malleable in a lot of ways and be open to what my new New York was going to look like. Coming to New York now as a grown-ass woman, you know, when I moved here before, I was like 21. And I lived in a Rochi apartment with roommates, you know? So it's different. I'm 33 and I got a kid and I got a man and I got a car and I live in Queens. I can't say that enough, y'all, because it's a trip. Um, (laughs) So... You know, to to that point, you know, I think in any huge life transition, it's about being really flexible and knowing how to move like the water and also being open to love and support from unexpected places. So that's the kind of like place that I'm at now. Um, And that's what motherhood really taught me. And I don't know that, I don't know if you've had the same experience, but when I was in New York and I had my son, so many people that I thought were going to show up disappeared, you know, or like, I just want to give you space. And I'm like, oh girl, I don't need space. I need you to check in. I need you to check in with me. And then people that I wasn't as close with, we formed really um, lasting bonds because they brought me food. They checked in on me. They would hold the baby. Let me go get my hair done. Um, And so 
Yes, that all of that just really made me think about community and how beautiful it is that you've been able to hold on to like a core group of people. Um, and also wondering how have you, if at all, like fostered new community and motherhood? Um, I'm still exploring that. I think even events like this, like I'm, I was so excited to come just because I, you know, I obviously... We've been acquaintances, have never had a time to even talk, yeah. and this is the first time we're like really talking. I know, but it's also the awesome. internet is wild. I, I know, I know, <laughs> but it's also like you feel just. I always have felt a sense of just like calm and just happiness seeing you thrive, and you know the internet. Thankfully, has actually helped me a lot with that. You know, I think I've always been very. Um, conscious of what my social media looks like for me and like what I'm consuming. So I make sure that I'm like, if I'm spending time on it, I'm, I'm looking at people that are making me feel good about myself and yes. <laughs> instead of the other, you know? So, um, I think even sometimes it is like, I'm, you know, you might get a DM from someone or you might just send a picture of the baby and they say something like those little things for me have been kind of the thing that have kept me connected. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, like, it, again, there's not as many people physically here. So, yes, if someone, like, sent me a gift card in the beginning for, like, food, and, and so it just meant so much, or they'd send me something in the mail, and yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, like, you know, just, just so... And these are people that you might not have talked to for the last five or six years. They come Literally. out of the woodwork, and then... You know, I, I totally had the same thing with friends that I kind of knew already were going to do the whole I'm going to give you space thing because, to be honest, they're, like, in their 30s and, like, they don't want to face anything about being grown. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like, Cause I can't it comes really at you, to you fast. Yeah. It comes yeah. fast. Yeah. So yeah. I think I don't I don't take it personally at all. I just think I'm like, oh, they, they don't really even know what to say to me about it so it's okay you know I'll, I'll find them we'll have our moment you know they're like oh well whenever you want to do shrooms like come on you know I'm like <laughs> I'm not in that headspace at all right now but shrooms you. I'm gonna lose my shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I just I'm like okay they're there they're living their lives they'll be there always doing that mm -hmm. so um yeah but I think I I just it's more been with like FaceTimes, like, I, you know, again, there's not many people here. So when I do get to see someone, it means a lot. And I just cherish those times. But I'm, I've been very much, like, just hanging out with my kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel you. Yeah. I love my kid. Yeah. Um, speaking <laughs> of... so cute. <laughs> thank you. Speaking of eating stuff, um, <laughs> this is going to be a, a roundabout. Um my like exit out of New York, I like sublet my last apartment mm -hmm. and something that I left behind in the freezer was my placenta. Oh my God. <laughs> and I felt really bad. I did feel bad because it was a sublet I did not know. Oh my God. And he texts me and he was like, hey, because <laughs> that, that was his voice. Hey, um... There's something in the freezer <laughs> in this, like, bag. Is this your placenta? I was like, fuck. What do I say? It, yes. Yes, that is my placenta. And ultimately, I never came back for it. Oh, um, my God. Which made me really sad because I really wanted to eat it. 
because <laughs> you hear about all the health benefits. And as a woo-woo person, I'm assuming you feel woo-woo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I went, did you eat your placenta? Um, I didn't. I actually, this is just what I do. I had it, basically, I, have a, I had a Jula who was amazing, and she kind of has her own creative thing that she's starting to explore where she is doing placenta art. So she asked me when I was in the hospital, she was like, what do you want to do with your placenta? And I was like, I don't know if I want to eat it. Like, I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> but what can I do? Like, what what do you think? And she was telling me all these different things. So basically, she was able to... I have a placenta salve that you can rub on yourself. I oh. have actual pills that she did that to intake. I've yeah. not taken them yet. But okay. she said you can if you want to. Do they expire? I don't know. Okay. I should have probably asked. <laughs> okay. But, um, okay. She just, I, I don't know, for some reason I was like, I, I don't need them right now. But And then the, the greatest thing was basically she took my actual placenta and she like encased it with gold. So it's on a canvas and it looks like a tree, like it looks like a golden tree. And wow. she gave it to me and it's framed and it's really beautiful. And it just like, it was so mind-blowing to actually see it like that. Um but that's what she does now. She she does that. She's like the placenta queen. She like oh loves my god. To like you would have a golden placenta. Yeah, that's, that's very that's, sweet. I'm <laughs> so even it's more go jealous. The again, you have I a guess. golden placenta, and mine is like at the New York City dump. That's so sad. <laughs> um, but very cool. Yeah, very it's cool. Right? Yeah, into it. I yeah. hope If I have another I'll, baby, I'll, um, I'll post a picture. Yeah, please. I will. I will. Please, the people we want to see that. Um, <laughs> Speaking of body, um, you had your first performance mm -hmm. postpartum back in March. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like something like springtime. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Where was your like mind, body, spirit at? I know I had a C-section. Um, Me too. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and what I didn't expect, I mean, I didn't expect to have a C-section. Most people don't, <laughs> yeah. um, unless you're like going to get lipo afterwards, which I should have. And <laughs> um, anyways, so it's the recovery process. It's like your body heals differently. I got like the mom pooch and the things and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't look the way I thought I was going to look. Mm -hmm. And I could like hide. And so as someone who is so front-facing, you're a performer, you're on stage, how did you feel in your new body? How did you feel in your spirit and in your heart getting ready for that first performance? Um, pretty hot mess-ish. I was just like, it was just so weird because I think I've never, well, I grew up definitely like a chubster in the best way, just like loving food and just like living <laughs> life. And um, I always loved dancing, but, you know, it wasn't until probably like eighth grade. I was like, I want to get really serious about it. I want to go to school for it. So I was like training and then dancing like all the time. And then, you know, and also hormones in your body at the time is changing anyway. So it kind of just all like came together. And my dance, like, really, like, became my conduit into just my confidence in general. Like, I think just spending that time and having that relationship with myself and my body and kind of looking at my body not 
as even though it was so personal, it like became like it was my instrument. It was something that I could explore and communicate with without like feeling like it was like overly sexualized or judged or anything. It was just like I felt free in it. Um, and then I kind of felt that way for a long time. So it, I had this inevitable cloud um, in my mind about pregnancy because of that. Like I was like scared. I'm like, oh no, like if I have a kid, like I'm going to go back to like being a 14 year old, like mm. awkward and like, you know, all this stuff that I've, you know, worked for is going to go out the window and all of that. So I think that was just facing that at the time was just really scary, to be honest. I just was like, and especially like what I do and what I try to do is like make women and people feel empowered in themselves no matter who they are and what they look like and how they feel and what they've been through. So for me to be reckoning with something that I'm like, avidly trying to go out and like don't don't deal with that it was just a lot because I was like oh I I kind of I thought I got over this you know so right um I had kind of had to just like check myself and be like okay well this is you in this time and and you're transforming again and you're also there's so much power in what you're doing how you're doing it too like the fact that you're not hiding and going you're you're going on stage in this state and being this person and that's going to inspire other people in other ways so I kind of had to just step out of myself and not judge myself so harshly because um, you know the the critic in your head can just get so mean dark just mean yeah. and um and then yeah I was like well again it's my voice and my songwriting and what I do, like that's going to carry me through. So I had to lean on those. And that's really even still like not going to lie coming here. I'm like, what the hell am I going to wear? You know what I mean? Just like, Same. because I feel like I'm like, at this point, my closet is still just like uninhabitable. Like I can't go in there. Just nothing fits. And so, I'm like, okay, I'll put a corset on. I'm like, I don't want to put a corset on. It's fucking hot out. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you would have died in here if you had exactly. that corset on. And and it's also like, I think even just being here, like, I'm like, I'm gonna wear my freaking sandals. Like, it's it's been interesting to just kind of have these daily conversations of like, that's also a part of you. And like I said, these this duality of like this being a mother is like opened me up to like, you know, not um be so try to be so orchestrated and and however I'm my aesthetic, you know, especially because my aesthetic is now everywhere. So I'm like, fuck it, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, I, I just feel um I'm definitely just having to get back to all of that. I'm I'm still not there, but um I'll get there. I know I'll get there, you know. Because yeah. I mean, there's nowhere else to go except there. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's, I have found it's really been ebbs and flows. Um, after having Sargent, I went through the like, oh, my body, da, da, da. And then in breastfeeding, I got snatched. I got <laughs> so skinny. My mom was like, oh, you look sick. And I was like, perfect. This is what I was going for. I loved it. Um, and then somewhere... <laughs> Probably like around the time I moved to LA, my hormones started to, I don't know if they leveled out or like went crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I started to gain all the weight mm -hmm. from the lifestyle I was living, which is a, a love of food. 
And that's one of a few vices. And so then I got really depressed because I was like, oh my God, I'm fat. I cut all my hair off. I was like, damn, I'm fat. I'm bald. Why did I do this? I look 40. Like, <laughs> I did. I, oh God, I could go on and on. Um, I, I distinctly remember getting this opportunity to do this like PBS documentary. And it was about like moms, uh, pursuing their passions and traveling in like an RV or something. And I wore this outfit. It was just like a sweater and a big belt and a long maxi skirt and some boots. And I just looked like a substitute teacher. And I remember I sent my boyfriend at the time a picture of me. And he's like, did you wear that? And I was just like, damn, it already tapes. I did wear that. Um, Okay, fine. So, you know, there's like so much finding yourself, redefining who you are. And for me, like, went through the same thing this morning. I was up at six and I was like, I got to go to work. What, and like, am I going to change? Am I going to be extra cute? I want to wear this skirt, but like, I can't breathe in it. And all this, and I'm happy. So I just eat, you know, I just sit up and I eat and I order burgers at night and we watch P Valley. And I just been living my best life. And, I, and then I look at myself, I'm like, wow, well, you look different. Um, so you look beautiful. I, thank you. I, and, you know, I don't feel ugly, but I do feel thick. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I feel thick. Uh, and my thick doesn't sit in the ways that I would hope that it would. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Um, you know, I've really been working on quite a bit having the grace because you're right, that voice inside your head can be so hypercritical. Mm-hmm. I am so hypercritical about how I present, you know, what I say, how I say it. And I really noticed, um, and like even in this new job, defeatist thoughts like, am I smart enough to be here? Oh, I didn't say that. You just, all the silly stuff that goes through your head. Um, so yeah, I, I just felt the need to share that with y'all um, because those have been my feelings as of late. Uh, so I would, are there any particular practices that you've implemented, whether they be spiritual practices, self-care practices that have kind of helped you balance out your emotions, your thoughts? Um, hmm. I think, well, I wanted to allow myself to just have time because I definitely felt like I need to be in dance class. I need to like get a trainer. I need to do all this stuff. And then I'm like, I literally don't have time sometimes to shower in a day. So like, let me just take a second to just make sure I have, like, I don't even drink coffee anymore. I don't know what's going on, but like, I love Earl Grey tea right now. So I'm like, I need my cup of tea. Like just that has been my saving grace still to this point cup of tea, just like chilling, relaxing, going for a walk, um, just chilling with my dog. Um, I love doing laundry. It's weird, but I do actually really enjoy it. Um, Always have. Yeah, I get it. Um, (laughs) And, you know, like weirdly, even if you think that eating is, I mean, I don't know. I love food. I've always loved food. So cooking for me, has always been therapeutic. And even though, yeah, I'm like, this might be contributing to like not losing the weight, <laughs> I really enjoy cooking. So whether that's going to like the farmer's market and getting stuff or um, just making a nice meal and whatever, like I, I think that's been 
my time in the kitchen, I, I really enjoy. And and usually, like, before all of this, I, there's never time. Like, we were touring or in and out of places. I was, my seamless build was just as crazy. So Nuts. I think I, I want to, like, cook more just so I have more control over what, if I'm going to eat something massive or whatever, it, I want to know that I've made it so I know exactly what's in there and what the ingredients are and all of this. So yeah, that's been, that's been fun. And, but I'll, I'll, I mean, it's, I'm at the eight, eighth month mark. So I'm definitely now in a position where I feel like, okay, I can start to like go out and go into classes and do all that. But it took me a second to get there. Yeah, and take your time, like you said. Yeah, I know. I didn't, uh, I probably didn't really start feeling like more like myself or a a new version of myself that I could really uh, align with until my son was like two, Mm. you know? And then I was like, oh. All right. right. Uh, and then, you know, luckily you got love at home. I was like trying to date. And I was Ooh. like, damn, I got to get <laughs> naked. I got this mom pooch. I had my, my breasts were leaking for many years. And I was like, oh, it could be kinky or it could be weird. We'll see which way it goes. Um, most of the time people were into it. It was fine. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, as a creative person, I would love to know what role does creativity play in how you approach motherhood? Um, it's pretty, I, my whole life is creativity. So it's just interwoven. Um, I, I just have always been like a go with the flow person. So I, you know, people are like, are you, do you have breakdowns when this happens and this? I'm like, I, I don't think I've had a kind of, crying moment yet like I just I'm like okay he's fussy or this happened or he threw up on me or like whatever like I just kind of move through it and try to make it enjoyable um and also just being able like we have our whole setup at home so like I'm legit just writing songs recording them like, we're trying to get him to be quiet so I can track Right, because what is that part? Like, are you recording from home? Are you bringing, Are you going in the studio? So we still have our studio, and, like, Lucas goes there mainly. I've been there once this whole time because I've just basically been tracking from home. Um, and that's fine for me. I actually like it a lot just because I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to figure out. I don't have to see anyone. I can just be in whatever I am and just record the music and I feel like I've more like streamlined like all the internal talk that might come up because of motherhood. Like when it comes to songwriting, I'm just like, you got 30 minutes to write this song. You know what I mean? Like, so just like get an idea down, get it going. You can critique it later. Um, which was never my thing. I was always like, is this the right word? Like, I don't know if this is the right word. Like, you know, and thinking for a whole day. Like, you know what, Lucas, I need to go get a glass of wine. I'll be back in two hours. You know, like, so just like, I'm not even there. I'm just like, let's finish because I got to get Sunny this way or I want to walk him or blah, blah, blah. So that's been like the thing that just like, okay, I went to sleep and I feel really accomplished because I took care of Sunny and everything was great. And I also got to work on music, you know, and, and I think that just keeps us also what we what we've always done is still happening very much. So it, that's exciting, you know. It doesn't feel like I had to like pull the cord on who I was and what I was doing. It actually feels like we've done it more because 
like I said, you know, when you're doing all sorts of things, you might just have days where like you have to go do a bunch of different things and you don't really actually get to make any new music, you know? So this actually has been a time for us to make a lot of music, um, which is awesome. So yeah, yeah. I know you just had a song drop with Busta Rhymes. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You've worked with a lot of legends. When um, do you think the cadence of you releasing music will kind of continue in a consistent way, or do you have no kind of pressure in that sense? Um, just being in this like content-driven world. Um, algorithms, TikTok, like, oh my God, just all that stuff, which is totally like not my thing. But I also am like, okay, it's inevitable. You like have to participate. So we're literally just like going in trying to just create as much material as possible so that, you know, I think everyone always said, even when we would play people in the way beginning stream like five, like, oh, once you get on this train, like it's not stopping. Like you got to have the follow-ups and whatever. And so we've been kind of chasing ourselves since 2012. <laughs> so it's been really nice to kind of have this time to really write a bunch of stuff. So if like this next project, we know what we're following with after. That being said, things always change. We might have to write a whole new project in between the project that we think is coming after. But um, I think it's just just trying to get as much material under my belt so that if I can, I, if I ever feel like nothing's happening, there's something that I can just place out. That being said, I'm a super visual person and love making videos, love performing. It's a huge part of my identity and what I love about being a creative in whatever I do. Um, and I don't, I don't think like if I'm feeling a type of way, it doesn't mean that like I've had to do a performance and I, you know, I, if, even if I'm like, trash talking myself going to stage as soon as I get to stage I'm live babe again and I'm like whatever I'm giving you everything and then I'm like oh I didn't even know I was gonna do any of that so <laughs> I, I'm excited for sometimes to be thrown into like just get back there and just do it you know what I mean so um I'll see whatever you know whatever gets thrown our way we'll we'll take it and um yeah visuals I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of like how can we do it without having to do it, but then I know like I gotta do it. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, uh, no one. I didn't an for the harder thing for the Buster Rhyme song. We're like, let's do an animated thing. Like, no one cared. You know, one cared. No one wants to see him as a cartoon. They're <laughs> no. like, where are you? Like, I don't care. <laughs> oh my god, that didn't work. So <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and um. Kind of winding things down, you know, I found that people like us, people who are very passion driven um, and then introducing motherhood and having all of these different ways in which life can pull you. Uh, it's easy to get lost in work. It's easy to throw yourself in like what needs to get done next. Um, and for me, being a person that's now like having a relationship at the forefront and really trying to prioritize that. Uh, I've had to like reevaluate making time for a partner, making time to be just us. And so I would love to know kind of one, how you've been able to prioritize romance and then also kind of piggybacking off of that. Um, how have you redefined or tapped into your own sensuality? We are terrible at 
finding romance <laughs> right now. Like, I don't know. Just there's no time. Like, I, unfortunately, because the love is just so there, like, we're just like, there's no time for that. Like, we got to finish this song. We got to, and then like, I find so much love and admiration watching him be a father. Like, it's really just touches me. And I feel like he's the same way. And that just moments where the three of us are together, like, that's really cute. And that feels like full, full love for me right now. Um, You know, literally this week, we're like, we should go see a movie. Like, we haven't seen a movie in a year and change and stuff. So we're going to do that. Um, nice. It's going to be a big deal. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think we're, we're just trying to like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Cause we, I think he can't help, but he's, he's a male Leo. Like he wants to be a provider and he's mm-hmm. so work driven. And that's always been something that honestly was like a thing with our relationship, but in a weird way, like that's almost why I feel like the band inherently became what it was because I feel like I always knew, like, in order to get the attention I wanted from him, I'd be like, well, you know, I can sing my ass off and I can write all these songs. Okay. and blah, 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 blah. So, like, yeah. at the time, it was, it was great because it was something I wanted to do, but it was also, like, I know that's how he'll pay attention to me at the time. Isn't that funny? Which is crazy. And then, you know, so that... Luckily, you also benefit from that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It was, it was, yeah. And like I said, it wasn't like, luckily, he loves me being myself. So that's kind of how it's been able to maintain. But yeah, that's, that's always been a thing. Like, I was like, if I wasn't into music, like, he would have no time for me. You know what I mean? Like, just, or even when we're talking, we're going out for dinner, like, whatever the song's playing, he's like, oh, shit, you know this record? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... And, so, and I love music too, so like we can talk about that and like find joy in that. But I know if someone else was hanging out with him and like didn't have any desire and know anything about music, like he wouldn't know what it's to say. It's over. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so music is like that's like that is our love language. Like it really is. Always has been. Kind of thinks I think it has. It's like our lifeline too. You know. So no matter what happens with Lion Babe, I think that's going to be the thing that keeps us, like, going, you know? Um, But, yeah, that being said, we definitely should do all that. Like, find some romance, go on a vacation together, do something on our own. Don't take the baby. Exactly. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Yeah, we we got to get there. It's I guess, like you said, it, it takes time. So I'll see. We're not there yet. Um, Fair. But I, I don't feel like, I don't know. I Also, like, to be super frank about it, like, I don't know if it's just postpartum, but, like, I have zero sex drive. Like, I'm just, yeah, like, that happens. not there, like, at all. So Sorry to scare anyone who may not have kids, but, like, it I'm dries like, up. Uh, what happened You don't to have me? no drive. It took a while for things to start mm, yeah. getting so, back like, together. Yeah, so, like, going back into, like, you know, like you said, finding my sensuality, um, you know, I think that is when I know that he needs that for him, like I'll take that opportunity for me to like also just give myself time to like be present in that moment, you know. But for a long time, I just wasn't there. I'm just like, and and I would be frank with him, like I'm just not there yet, but I'll let you know, you know. And he's okay. 
you know. I love that. I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you know. I will let you know. Um, But I think that's, I think that's all you can do is like respect someone in, in that changing period of time. So I think, like I said, with all this, I'm coming out of the, the darkness now. (laughs) And, um, to kind of wrap things up, what are you excited about? You know, what is something that you're really looking forward to either personally, professionally, or both? Um, what am I excited about? We moved like the month after I had Sunny. Mm-hmm. So I've been like unpacking like one by one <laughs> daily. Like I cannot wait until our place is like a real place. Like there's rooms and pockets that I'm like been able to do my thing, but it's not there yet. So that that's just something for me that I really like my home is my sanctuary, especially since I've been spending so much yeah. time in it. So I'm really excited to like get it to the place that I wanted to go. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about all this new music, like, um, in a, in a weird way. Like, I, I think it's, I just feel more connected to it and, and more like I just want to like let it out, mm-hmm. you know. So th- that's exciting too because sometimes I feel like I'm just doing it because I'm like, I should do this, <laughs> you know. And right now I'm yeah. like, oh, this is awesome. Like, let's go. So love that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to open things up to questions. Um <laughs> I'm about to speak. I'm like, nothing is off limits, but uh, <laughs> feel free to ask. I'll come around with the mic. Don't be shy. I'm not a mom yet. I'm Delfina. Um, hi. My mom had me at 42. I'm 29. So she always says that if she had me earlier, I would be in big trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just wondering emotionally and, you know, with respect to being a younger mom, would you feel like you would be different if you were older? I kind of feel like I'm not a younger mom. Like, I mean, when, like, I hit 30, I was like, 30, like, what do I got to do? Like, ah. And my mom was like, she was a young mom, so she, like, and obviously she's like, I'm Vanessa Williams. You can do it. I did it. You know, so I'm like, yeah, but, like, you're super successful and, like, whatever, and... I'm not there yet, you know? So I think for me, I always knew I needed some time and I would always have to explain to her. I'm like, our generation is like, we're a little bit behind you guys. Like, it takes us time to get to where we need to be. And I also want to like, have time to be my own person and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I think if... I don't know. I feel like if I was a younger mom... I'm naturally very nurturing and I love to take care of people. So I think a lot of what I'm doing would be similar, but I think my emotional awareness of myself and my um, just maturity within how I deal with stress and um, obstacles and all of that would be completely reckless. So I would hope that I would not pass that down to whatever energy I was contributing in the household, but you never know. And But when I think of my mom and, and what she had to deal with, like 
I do feel like she was able to somehow mask that for us. So I, I hope that I would be that same person, but um, I really don't know. And yeah, I, I think now whether I was waiting for it or not, like this is perfect time for me to be a mom. So it will be a perfect time whenever you get it going. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my name's Eileen. I'm not a mom yet. <laughs> um, I was recently at a baby shower. It was like a Zoom baby shower. And they were asking us, like the parents to be, what is something that your parents like raised you in that you really valued and versus something that like you wish they had taught you? Mm. So I guess I'm, I'm asking you, what is something that your mother passed on to you that you really value and something that you wish you learned through you being a child and a mother, being your, through your mother? I think her greatest um, lesson was just leading by example. Like, I, just seeing her be her, like, in all of that and never, you know, like, obviously... I, she is a provider and she was working because she wanted to provide for us. But at the same time, it was 100% her passion and she loves working, you know, and she loves creating things. So knowing that that was possible was all, it just made it possible for me now too, you know. So that I think just sometimes she didn't, it's not even what she said, it was what she was actually doing that I, I took with me the most. Um, that being said... Sometimes I wish there was more said. <laughs> but I think maybe it's black families, you know, we, we not suppress, but you just like deal with your shit. You don't bring it up. And I think it's changing now, but a lot of times like you can be seen as weak or like the idea of therapy when I was a teen was like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't need a therapy, you know, whatever that is. So... I think now me being who I am, I'm able to talk to everyone in my family in a comfortable way. And I've actually always been this like, I think people, they, they do talk to me because they're like, oh, she's not going to judge me or she'll listen or she'll talk to me back. <laughs> you know, sometimes you say something and you just get no response and you're like, mm, okay. So I do wish sometimes that that was um, more... Um, just around in my in my childhood, but I really did get that through my father, and our relationship is really close because of that. And it also inherently, I gravitated every single serious romantic partner I had had like super open com communication with their families every single time. So I think I just always knew I wanted that in my in my life. So I, I know that that will be in my family dynamic. So. Hi, I'm Shanika, cool god mom, aunt, aspiring cool mom. Love it. <laughs> um, from one foodie to another, I'm super curious about your most interesting craving and also what's a meal that you've enjoyed cooking recently? My most interesting craving? Hmm. Well, just yesterday, <laughs> um, I was like walking around and I saw this Indian fried chicken spot that just opened and I was like what this is mind-blowing like because I love chicken tikka and like tandoori chicken and I was like I just imagine those spices on so I passed the place <laughs> 
And I'm like, I went home and I'm like doing my thing. And I just like was like, I got to go back. Like, so I called them like, when do you open? I never do that. I'm never calling a restaurant. And they told me when they open. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, okay. And then I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, I got to go. So I, I'm like... Lucas, can you watch Sunny for a couple of minutes? He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> you Are you hungry? And he's like, yeah. So I got tandoori fried chicken, which was really good, really spicy, but like delicious. And when I was pregnant, I could not eat any spicy food. So I'm still like excited when I get to eat spicy food again. Um, and then again, I go to the farmer's market a lot. That's just been really nice. And I got some soft shell crabs a couple weeks ago. And I like whipped those up. I threw it over a salad. I was like, yes, I made this. And it was delicious. It was really, really cute. Um, And super easy. And like, I was so nervous. You know, like, you don't want to mess up something like that because you're like, I bought these and they're expensive and blah, blah. And it was so good. So that's, that's been my, that was my win for the summer so far. Hi, I'm Kenya. I am a new cool mom. My daughter's six months. Yay! Um, and she is just at a stage where her personality is starting to develop. It's kind of more interactive. Before, she was just kind of a blob that was just looking and <laughs> sitting there. And so I'm just curious about Sonny. He's eight months now. And yes. like, what are some of his traits or personality traits? What are you seeing in him um, that's exciting you? Sonny is like so happy like I don't know what it is his name is Sonny but this kid like he wakes up and he's just like all smiles like giggling like always happy like it's and he'll FaceTime someone and he'll just smile with strangers he's just like wide-eyed so I'm just so thankful that that's part of his just vibe It, it obviously like He's the first child from my side and from Lucas's side. So, like, he's really just, like, sent this shockwave of happiness with everyone. And and then his actual spirit is just infectious. So, and he loves rhythm, too. So, he's like, oh, he cannot stop moving. Like, he's just always kicking his legs and, like, just moving his arms. And I don't know. So, between the happiness and the movement, I'm like... We did good. <laughs> so there'll be more of that. <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Alexis, future cool mom, hopefully. Um, my question is, what is your most happiest thing about being a new mother? What do you enjoy the most? My happiest thing? Um, I think I, there's so many happy moments, to be honest. Like, I've... It's all different, but it it's just, like, there is... as as insecure and critical as I am right now, there's such a sense of like underlying calm of just like my identity is more like grounded in this. And I feel, I just feel like safer of about where I'm going and everything, even if I don't have any idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really joyful to like not have this like constant reckoning of like, am I doing things right? I'm just like, I'm doing it, you know, um, and that's great. And and then also, I think when I go to bed every night, like I'm a co-sleeper. Like I don't know if I'm wrong or whatever. Whatever. I love it. He loves it. We all love it. <laughs> but I go to sleep and he's next to me, and I just I always just 
think about, I'm like, I'm grateful for this home, this roof over my head, my body, everything, the breath, the water I had. And I look at him and just we're like little homies going to bed. And it's just a beautiful, happy feeling to go to sleep every night feeling that way, you know, because before for so long, I was a terrible sleeper. Like I couldn't fall asleep or I was a night owl and this and that. So just to have that sense of like, I can just close my eyes and drift off and I've got like this beautiful joy next to me is, is great. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. I really resonated a lot with like, um, I may not know where I'm going, but I have a sense of like calm and peace that I'm going to get there. Right. Um, also, be careful what you name your child. Okay, it's very real. I named my son Sergeant. All he does is get Uh-oh. me together and tell me what to do. Uh, it's such a cute name, though. It really is. <laughs> Who had the question? I was coming over to someone. Hi. Um, congratulations, first of all. Uh, my name is Nikki. I have a two-year-old son. Um, I guess my question would be, like, what are some of your core intentions? Like, as a mom, there's just being a mom in this generation because we have access to the internet, there's like so much influx of information. Like you said, co-sleeping, we co-sleep still. Um, you like, you want to make the right choices. So what are some of those choices that you feel like, you know, will follow you through being a mom? I'm thinking about them a lot. You know, I mean, the daunting decision of schools and all that is so real and and just being the climate of this world and the amount of like shootings and all that stuff, I can't not think about that and um, at the same time I know how much you learn from your home and your surroundings there and I've always been just like an energy person so I I always just want to make sure that the aura around me is light and open and it's supportive um, and I also because he's a city kid I grew up I was born in L.A., but I grew up in Westchester, New York, so I had, like, you know, the the trees around me and, like, animals and stuff like that, and I just know how much nature can teach you and just the ways of being. So even if we're here, I, I, I like, make it a point that we go either if I'm going to Westchester or just go to the beach or go to the woods or go somewhere where he can literally be around trees and the sun and the water and I hope to just create those experiences for him as he grows so that you know this energy force that is New York City doesn't become his only um, reality you know because I think that was something that with Lucas and I was always just an issue just because I was like you don't like, you don't get it because you've just been here. You know what I mean? You need to, like, go out, you know. So I, I definitely just want that to be something that, um, like I said, I've I've been fortunate enough to travel the world, and I hope to continue to do that. And I just want him to be a worldly open person. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what else I want. <laughs> Um, Thanks so much for your time. Um, My name is Shani, and I am a mom of two. My second one just turned one a few days ago. And my six-year-old, funny enough, I'm a Pisces mom, and she is a Gemini. Okay. And that relationship girl. (laughs) (laughs) 
we like be at it. But um, I wanted to, this isn't a serious question. I noticed that when I had my first one, I gravitated towards um, a, a specific type of music. Okay. Um, and with my first, I loved Luther Vandross. Well, I love Luther Vandross, but <laughs> Luther Vandross for You to Love was like my song that I kept going back to being mm-hmm. pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. But the second time around, IDK, um, I don't know if anyone knows IDK, but he's like a hardcore rapper. That was like who I went to for this baby. So I'm wondering uh, when you were pregnant with Sunny, like was there um, an artist or a genre that you just found yourself like going back to um, or even after you had him? I think just... Was it? I mean, I'm at this point, like I legit love just like sound frequencies. <laughs> like I'm like YouTube, like um, give me like some something hurts, healing some mega healing hurts. energy <laughs> for three fucking hours. <laughs> like doing all my stuff and it's in the background and I'm like. This is fine. And then, you know, Lucas is always like, did you hear that? I'm like, this is what I listen to. Like, you know, I don't know anything about what's going on right now. So, um, yeah, mine has been a little bit out there, but she's still a little out there, but I love her. I listened to a lot of Alice Coltrane when I was pregnant. Um, I've always loved her music and it just was calming and beautiful and inspiring. And so... I kind of did that when I was pregnant and then also now when I just want to chill. And But, yeah, I mean, he likes he likes everything, too. He's he's really like a... He hasn't had any moment where we've played something that he's, like, crying about, you know. So I think he's pretty eclectic like us, which is nice. <laughs> I love that question about music. I listened to a lot of Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, like, my go-to when I was pregnant. And now, if you ask... Sergeant will say, like, Mommy, what's that What's that cool music I like? Um, that he was talking about was Bad Bunny. But <laughs> <laughs> he also really, really is... His thing is Baby Keem. And so... I've been trying to, you know, I'm, I'm a cool mom. It's fine. You can listen to it. Um, but I also realized he knows how to curse in context. <sighs> but the funny thing is I don't really care that much. I think it's kind of funny because he doesn't say like wild stuff, but he'll just be like, oh, shit. And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just like, don't say it out the house. I also... Um, Oh, man, I'm telling on myself. I also really early because is one of my favorite words that I use in um, certain settings, uh, like at home. And uh, so I say it a lot. And so he started saying it. And so then I tried to, like, explain to him context and, like, social context and whatever. So he says it, but he knows how, like, how to use it. And the other day... Um, I needed some alone time. So I was like, Sergeant, you got to get out of my room. All right. I just need a moment. We can, we gonna bleep this one out. But do you know when he walked out of my room, he, he looked at me and he was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, damn. Oh my God. I think I'm making a mistake. Um, <laughs> He did like just like that too, and I I was so shocked. I said nothing. I just I just let him walk away. Anyways, oh be you know. 
<laughs> Tread cautiously. Uh. Hi, my name is Tan, and I am a certified auntie. I will not be having children. Um, but I am a writer, and I'm curious to know, because you mentioned that uh, the, having your baby affected the time you allotted to writing, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering how it's affected what you're writing about. Because mm -hmm. um, you also mentioned... Um, you know, pregnancy affecting your sex drive, and that's a big part of writing, mm -hmm. um, like the content that a lot of female writers uh, choose to write about. So I'm just curious what has come out of your mind now. Totally. Um, I mean, I think I've, I've never really been, like, a bedroom girl. Like, I'm not really that... I don't know. Like, I know... There's so much sex everywhere all the time, like in music and especially like in R&B, which I don't even really consider myself in that genre anymore, to be honest, because it's so oversaturated. And also, I just, I don't, I just don't. I, and, and so now, again, I'm, it's kind of like I've cut the fat a little bit and I'm just trying to like, if I hear a beat... Or if there's, like, a concept in mind, I'm just like, okay, let me just um, not overthink it, you know? Um, not necessarily. Like, I think there's 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 a, there's a scope. Like, we're, we've, obviously, the new song we did with Buster Rhymes is, like, diving into house. And um, we've always, like, Lucas is, he's DJing a lot. And, and basically, when I was pregnant, like, I... After six months, I stopped touring and doing all that. So he was, like, gigging a lot. And I think it was just him being out in the clubs, like, hearing that music and, like, that certain tempo that that's what he was bringing home. And then for me, I wasn't even in that headspace at all. I'm, like, home listening to Alice Coltrane. But then I'm, like, okay, like, let me get into this, like, escapism house vibe. So I've just been more about, like, not, like, throwaway, but... I, this is like weird to say, but we always get into this conversation where I'm like, well, this song isn't about anything though. Like we're not singing about like some of our biggest songs to me. I'm like, like rockets. I'm like, we lit. Like, okay, cool. Like I love that song. I love singing. I love performing it. People love it, but I'm like, it's not really about anything, you know? So, but that's also like what everyone loves. So I've been trying to just like, throw it at the wall a little bit more instead of I think before I I was just being how I am like I'm so I'm like okay well this means something to me and this visual means something to me and blah blah, blah. And so definitely just trying to like party time have a good time let it go which I think will be great for us um to get out of my own head a little bit so that's that's kind of where we are, like, kind of just writing about stuff that's really not happening at all in my life. Um, and then that being said, even though that isn't necessarily what I'm doing, like, weirdly, the songs are super, like, now, too. So it's, like, even if I'm just, like, t talking about feeling a certain way, it ends up, like, I might start a song feeling how I'm actually feeling, but then I get to the chorus and it's, like... I'm turning up, you know, like whatever. It's not, I'm not saying I'm turning up, but whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. If, I don't know if this makes any sense, but um, yeah. So that's where that's where I'm at. 
Amazing. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who came out, who sat in this hot ass room with us. Uh, y'all are real ones for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so, so much to Hassan and Zane. Hassan has been my cool mom's engineer since literally my first episode. He is the realest Gemini I know. Oh, yeah. Such a good dude. Amazing producer and DJ. Check him out at Hassan and Zane. And of course, thank you so much to our guest, Jillian Hervey. We so appreciate you. Thank you for your transparency, for your light. Until next time. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom.